1: We're marching our band out and beating our drum. Because today's guest is star of Funny Girl on Broadway, Jared Grimes. Jared Grimes is a quadruple threat, making his mark on the entertainment world with singing, dancing, acting, and choreographing. His story truly takes my breath away. Though he is now a bona fide Broadway star, Grimes started out tap dancing on the New York City subways at the age of 16. Why? because he needed somewhere to follow his passion. As fate would have it, years later, he wound up being paid for that very passion, choreographing at theaters around the nation and notably being cast as a dancer for icons like Mariah Carey, salt and Pepper, and even at Barack Obama's illustrious Kennedy Center Honors. Jared got to flex his acting chops over the years as well, getting recognized on a wider scale for his television roles on Netflix's hit series, Manifest, and HBO's Boardwalk Empire. And also in films like Paramount's The Mark P's Experience starring Ben Stiller. Of course, Jared never strays too far from the lights of Broadway. Jared's glowing stage career includes After Midnight, which he performed and choreographed in, A Soldier's Play, and most recently, of course, Funny Girl, where he plays Fanny Bryce's upbeat dancer friend, Eddie Ryan. Our conversation centers around the latter, for which Jared was nominated for both Drama Desk and Tony Awards. He also won the iconic Cheetah Rivera Award for his performance, which truly showcases his many talents. Jared and I get into everything from his funny girl audition to the acts of kindness the show's leading lady, Beanie Feldstein, showed him along the way. We also discuss why dance is so universal, his incredible perspective on auditioning, and much more. As you will hear me say, I had the privilege of seeing Jared in Funny Girl on Broadway, and I want to encourage you all, beautiful people, people, people who need people, to go see it, please. It is still on Broadway as of late August 2022, which is right now, but, you know, I don't know what time it is for you listening. Hello, people of the future. So please go get tickets to a Broadway show no matter what time, space, year, or continuum metaverse we're living in. As usual, please stay tuned after the interview for your kindness tip of the week with me. Woo! I'd also love to see you on social media at Rob Peter Paul or at Art of Kindness Pod. Now, without further ado, please enjoy the joyful Jared Grimes.
0: Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it's a good day.
1: Good day. <laughs> good i'm day. We're at the same time. I'm, I'm just outside New York and Connecticut, so I got the ET time. So hey, I hear that. ET, phone home. <laughs> Seriously, though. ET. <laughs> Where are you at? Are you in your dressing room? Are you at home?
0: Manhattan, at the crib. At the crib. Just nice. woke up. <laughs> took a took a good sleep in. Because uh, <laughs> uh, we, we have rehearsal today, so I was like, I'm going to make sure I. I sleep really good <laughs> before oh, rehearsals. Wow. So,
1: yeah, we're back at it. Is that to accommodate all the new people coming in?
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Yeah. So we got we are like back in previews. That's what it's gonna feel like. <laughs> yeah. Is that that must be exciting though to kind of infuse that new energy into it, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you
1: know, um, it's.
0: I don't think I've ever been on a show before where um, we've had to go through the process of like kind of re rehearsing, um, reconfiguring, and uh, making adjustments uh, on this scale even with after midnight when we were rotating you know different you know we had like Fantasian and we had Babyface in, Dulé and Dolay and patty laBelle and um Vanessa williams and it was it was like they it was seamless they could just come in and you know I only did one thing on that show anyway, so with this one like you know all the cogs in the machine have to kind of be reconfigured um so it's 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 exciting it's it's fun and it's uh you know it's 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 also like um like thrilling too, because it's just like, all right, well, like you know, what's going to change and how's that going to feel going forward? Uh, yes. Especially since we've gotten the our show into our bones over the past couple of months, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna feel fresh and new.
1: Mm. And there are so many moving parts in that show. You know, I should really just start off by saying I'm such a huge fan, and I'm so pumped to talk to you today.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm gonna have fun with you. Ah, we're gonna have the best
1: time. <laughs> yeah, no, I do have to say I had the privilege of seeing you and Funny Girl, and. I was just so blown away. You know, you're not only so talented, but I think for me, what stands out about you is that your passion is equally as present as your talent and your craft and what you do. So thank your you joy, so much. You know, your joy just radiates off the stage. I mean, it's, oh, it's, thank you so much. It's sunshine in this show. You are pure sunshine, and I'm gonna probably compliment you throughout this interview today, but. I would love to know, I guess before I do, <laughs> how are you at receiving compliments? Is it something I'm, that you feel awkward with or?
0: No, I'm cool. I'm cool. I roll with the, I roll with the, with the, with the vibe. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just super, you know, anytime I get compliments, I'm, I'm super humbled and blessed. So, you know, whatever, whatever you're feeling in your heart, you know, send it my way. And I, I guarantee I'll give it back to you <laughs> in the most positive <laughs> well, way case, as well.
1: <laughs> let me pull up this little Google Doc app. No. <laughs> That's incredible. Jer- Jared, you need to teach us all. Because I think a lot of us really struggle with accepting compliments and love. You know, we want it, and then it gets kind of awkward, and we're we're just shying away. I don't know. So that's
0: that's healthy. Well, I think it's healthy too. It's like you know, if you, you know, whatever your, you know, whatever moves you, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in speaking it into existence because, um, you know, what you put out, you get back too. So if you put out positive vibes, then you, you know, you you get them back. Um, Not that you you should put them out just to get something back, but you know, everything has balance, so you should never be afraid to. Just talk to someone and just give them, you know, give them what you got. And, um, you know, we live in a world where that's that's kind of hard to come by sometimes. Like everybody has an ulterior motive or, you know, sometimes it's it's, you know, the, the, the giving. You don't know if it's, it's strategic giving um, or not these days because everything is, you know, everybody is trying to position themselves to succeed in ways that, you know, sometimes don't have other people around them doesn't, doesn't have their best interest at hand. You know, so it's a dog eat dog world. You know, especially being in the entertainment industry, you got you got to keep your you know your circle close. You got to even keep your your enemies closer. And you know, sometimes you can you know make an enemy a you know a comrade. You know, by you know your joy and by your you know by your your positivity and all the great things that you have to offer. If you're constantly putting that out, then you know you're you're opening doors for everybody, and you're also you know creating bonds and friendships. And, um, you know, you're creating business partners that, you know, can kind of rock with you to the day you're no more and you need those, you need those soldiers. So
1: no, it's so true. I couldn't agree more. And I do feel like this business is so personal that if you attack it from that angle of just trying to make everybody your friend and have a good relationship versus trying to get something from people, it's usually a much healthier and more successful approach. Because to me, you know, relationships are like, not that we ever want to compare ourselves to bank accounts, but it's kind of like a bank account <laughs> like you you can't just withdraw you got to deposit too you know what i mean
0: yes well said exactly yeah. you get that you got to keep your funds going <laughs> yeah if you're not depositing
1: like you're, you're just gonna bleed dry or bleed other people dry so i think that's cool you said that but we do live in a, a weird world where i think people are scared to be vulnerable and for me kindness yes. and vulnerability are so tied together yes. that it gets tricky but you know before we kind of dive into your career through the lens of kindness i would love to know just to start out what is your definition of kindness?
0: Uh, uh, my definition of kindness is security. You know, especially being an artist, you know, the, the insecurities are the things that kind of eat away and make, you know, make things harder for you to, you know, share your gifts sometimes. Um, and, you know, when I think of kindness, I think you forget about all the things that could go wrong for you because you just, you literally just wake up and you just... You're just about being positive and you're about creating, you know, great relationships. You're about uh, wanting the best for everybody around you. Um, and you can only do that if you're secure with your mm-hmm. with yourself. If you have like, you know, security that allows you to give in that way, that allows you to want somebody to succeed in that way. You know, that to me is what kindness is. Uh, once again, you know, sometimes, you you know, you know, we live in a world where if somebody doesn't want you to do well, so that way they can gain in in a, in a particular mm-hmm. way. And um, usually that person is, you know, in that space because they're insecure about something or they're not comfortable with something in, in, in themselves. So the, to me, that kindness doesn't really exist because, you know, they lack, you know, security. Um, and when you have full security and you're in control over your, you know, your temple and, and what your purpose is, then it's easy to be kind to anybody. You don't have to walk around, you know, stepping on people, or you don't have to walk around hoping that people don't, you know, achieve what they're, you know, hoping to achieve in this world. So kindness to me is security, um, first and foremost.
1: Wow. No one's ever said that. And I think insecure and insecurity has become such a buzzword. I mean, insecure is this amazing TV show. You know, it's it's a famous (laughs) word. Nobody talks about being secure. So I think that's so cool. and, And you're spot on.
0: Yeah, it takes a lot. I mean, you know, it takes a lot. Like it's a lot of soul searching to kind of just be grounded. And, you know, like I said, secu- security is that when you're comfortable in your skin and you understand what your purpose is um, and you, you know, you get up to fight that good fight every day. Then there's there's no mis- you 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 don't have any energy to not be kind to anybody else. Like you, you just know who you are. Um, you're super secure, therefore, you can fight for other people, too, you know, like that bank transaction we were talking about. You can you yeah. know you can withdraw and you can make those deposits um without having to think about it <laughs> mm. <laughs> because you're financially secure. you know yes. what I mean, You're spiritually secure.
1: Yes, and you're innately yourself, and I think we're all I like to think we're all innately kind. so, yeah. If you're coming from that place, I, I think you're spot on. It's like a 360 total full circle kindness situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> you strike me as somebody just through research and, and following you who's always like really led by example in that you just have seemed so secure with yourself for so long. I mean, reading your story growing up in New York City and then I think North Carolina too, right? But yeah. the New York City thing was so cool because you you kind of had this high stakes on the street dance training where you would dance on the subway that takes a lot of confidence and so i guess first of all i would love to know how you got into that um well my friends here they were bucket drummers and some of them were tap dancers and they
0: would perform on the streets because they were you know hey this is a cool way to make money there were no cell phones at the time no social media and it was just like hey we need to practice we're going you know to the subway like we're gonna go to Forty Second Street, or we're going to go to Thirty Fourth Street, or Union Square, and we're going to just have at it for a couple hours, just to practice. Um, if we can't get on stage, we can make this our stage. And um, you know that's how I got into it? My friends were doing it, so um, it was one of those things that, without knowing, prepared me for the stage.
2: <laughs> yeah. If
0: I could, if I could get your attention in a subway when you have no time at all. For things like that, if I could get you to stand there for 10 seconds, 15 seconds, um, then I shared something with you. I connected with you. I gave you a piece of me. You gave me a piece of you. And for a New York human being, that's very hard to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. That's very hard to do.
2: <laughs> Even so, before um, cell
1: phones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I was just like, man, like, it, not only if you're on a board for hours at a time, does it really... Um, and strengthen your, your stamina but it's just like if you look up and there's like 100 people on the sidewalk watching you it's one of the craziest feelings you know in the world like mm. it's like I, i'm nobody like who am i i'm just a little kid you know that wants to you know be a movie star or be a broadway star or just you know change the world like you know following in the footsteps of my, my idols you know and i just want to you know I, i'm not there yet i have a lot to, to, to do in order to get there. There's a long line of people who are in front of me. Um, and so if I can't have all of those dreams just yet, you know, how can I get my fix? And that was mm. with my, my bucket drumming playing friends, uh, William Johnson in particular, and some of my other uh, tap dancing friends, uh, Dewitt Fleming in particular. And we would go down there, we would lay down the board and just, we would just perform. And we would just try <laughs> new things and create. And, um, you know, we would lay the hat out, you know, to 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 get tips and, and money and stuff like that. But it was never really about, you know, making money or people putting money in the bucket. Like it was like mm-hmm. we were out there, like trying to push the genre.
2: <laughs> like yeah,
0: we, we were out there singing. We were out there tap dancing. We were out there telling jokes like we were out there just <laughs> like sharing. Yeah. You know, with the New York audience, like I said, which is, you know, you could have we could have been walking to set up the boards and somebody could have just bumped us and knocked all the, the buckets and the boards out of our hand or there could have been an altercation. And that same person 45 minutes later could have been watching us dance Hmm. and enjoying it. Yeah. You know what what I'm saying? Like it's, 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 it's it's weird how that can kind of really, you know, change people and how it can gravitationally pull people towards you um, who you may not ever know, or somebody who might not agree with you, or somebody who might've had the most negative day ever, or somebody who, Somebody who might not, you know, might have issues with a particular person or group of people, you know, they can see them dancing and completely forget about that Mm. (laughs) because dance is universal. It it just, it wipes the lens clean and it allows you to share and accept somebody for the gifts that they're actually performing in that moment. And it allows you to kind of relate to those gifts. Oh man, I used to dance. Well, that reminds me of my, you know, my, my, my young sister or my young brother who used to take dance classes and you completely forget, man, I just had an altercation with that group of guys, you know, an hour, an hour ago Mm -hmm. and, oh man, okay, let me go up and apologize. Well, maybe I'm not going to apologize because I can't get to them, but let me throw some, some money in the hat or let me clap a little extra louder, you know, you know, for them just because, you know, yeah, I want to let them know that I'm, I'm proud of them in in some way, shape or form, or I apologize in some way, shape or form, or I'm with them or well, I support them in some shape or form. So it's, you know, kind of getting New York to do that, you know, in the masses when it's only three of us out there just dancing and sweating in basketball shorts and <clears throat> high socks and tap shoes. And, you know, just, you know, it's, 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 it was a thrill ride that perfor- uh, prepared me for, you know, the Broadway shows that I've done or for the TV shows that I've done or for the, the films that I've done. Like if it wasn't for performing in the subway, I don't, I don't think I would have the same type of attack um, mm. that, I, that I have. So.
1: That's so incredible, and it really shines through today, I think. even in Funny Girl, you know, you have this show stopping moment where, for me, what like just puts you up that extra level is that you're engaging. you know, you engage the audience, <laughs> even when you're in the story you're you're bringing us into the story, and literally in Funny Girl, you're like kind of talking to the audience at, at that one point, which is so <laughs> much fun and beaming. And it's, it's like, we're there, we wanna be included. And, and sometimes, even though everyone's extremely talented on Broadway and there's uh, you know, a lot of other theaters that aren't on Broadway, sometimes people are just so stuck in themselves. They're not secure, they're insecure that they can't include the audience. So I think you do that really well. You put the move in movement. You not only move yourself, <laughs> but you move us. You know, you move us with you, you move us to try and dance out of our seat. You know, The yeah, usher was like, calm down, sir. I'm like, yeah. No, calm up. Calm up. Yeah. Oh, calm up. I'm going to put that on a T-shirt. I like that. That's sweet. But, you know, we've we've all passed people performing on the street or even been on, like, early morning trains where suddenly it turns into a little mariachi band comes in or there's, like, people singing so early. We've all had those trains. And unfortunately, like you you were saying before, I think especially in New York where everybody's rushing to get somewhere and people don't even act like they want to see people, nobody stops and takes the time. So I would love to know in your experience doing that, and I know you haven't done it in a little bit, but what, um, what did you learn about kindness, you know, for the people that did take the time to kind of stop and connect with you? Do you have any stories that come to mind about that?
0: Uh, it's 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 universal, um, cause especially, you know, New York is a melting pot of the world. Yeah. So
1: when you, especially
0: in the political climate that we've been dealing with over the past three years, you know, it reminds me of, you know, you know when we were performing down there it's like people forgot about all that stuff like people there was no black white you know there was there was nothing there was no republican democrat there was no mm. you know class poor middle class you know you know well off there was there was there, there was no none of that like they just stood there and enjoyed you know what we had to offer Um, like I said, it wiped the slate clean, the lens was clean. It was just all about that moment and just everybody enjoying what was being shared, um, in that moment.
2: Hmm.
0: And, um, you know, once again, that's, you know, that to me is, is, is kindness. Like there's a hundred people and I got a hundred people who have no time for me to stand there for five or 10 minutes to watch me perform. Um, then in that particular time, they found some type of security with their day or with their schedule in order to spend that time with me for five or 10 minutes. Um, so it was like, all right, well, I know I'm late, but I can let them know that, you know, <laughs> I can lie. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I can lie right? say my, my train My <laughs> train
0: was late or I can, you know, or I can, you know, they found some level of groundedness to be able to, to to share with me in that particular moment. They found some level of security in that moment to be able to give me, you know, the kindness of, of, of standing there and searching and dreaming with me as I, you know, I came up with, you know, cool steps and cool rhythms and, you know, pushed myself to the brink in order to, you know, in my mind, try to become one of the greatest performers of all time, starting out with an audition there in the subway. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it you know, seems like it was great training
2: for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As an <what it> event.: <laughs> Yeah, it
1: seems like to me it was a great way to start off. And you really do. You pull people in and then it's almost like a meditation that we're just like a part of. It. It's like a buzzing, fleeting moment. Yeah. And, you know? <laughs>
0: And I started talking to people. I started talking to people in the in the solo in the show. Yeah, um, that wasn't that wasn't meant to be. Um, uh, it, it one day Harvey Firestein was watching one of our run-throughs, and um, he spilled a, a giant drink that he brought in all over the floor during my solo. And you know, during my solo, I was uh, you know I was like, all right, cool. Well, you know, I know things happen, you know, but I was like, man, you know, Harvey just spilled a big drink you know, all over during my solo and everybody kind of started to look over there and like help him kind of clean it up. And in my mind, I was just like, all right, well, let me just talk to Harvey and make sure he's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so while I was doing the solo, I was like, you good over there. Everything good. You didn't mess up your shoes. did you? <laughs> I was like, all right, well, my shoes got something going on too. So go ahead and clean it up. and like, you know, let's, let's start having some fun. And mm. everybody just started cracking up. And I think everybody was like, I can't believe it. He was able to kind of, you know, address a situation that was happening, you know, in real mm. time." while continuing to perform his solo and engage the, the rest of the room. Um, and everybody got a kick out of it. And it's funny, because that's what all my idols did. You know, Sammy Davis Jr. did that. He would talk to the audience. Gregory Hines would talk to the audience. Mm. Um, the Nicholas Brothers would, would engage the audience, like Bill Robinson would, would engage the audience and the camera. And he, they always you know, gave you a sense of um, letting you know that they knew that you were there and they appreciated that you were there. No matter what, no matter if you're spilling a drink, no matter if you're smiling, no matter if you're not happy, they always wanted you to feel that they appreciated that you were there while they were doing what they love to do. Um, and so that's kind of like how that was born. Like I just kind of took that on, you know, myself, and I, you know, different things are said every every night based on you know what I see or what I hear from the audience or what I'm getting. Um, from the audience. So that's, that's how that came about. I always like to tell people.
1: (laughs) That's incredible. So if you go to see Funny Girl, don't spill your drink, or maybe do spill your drink. And then you can you can have a moment with Jared. That's, that's so cool. And for me, that is kindness, too, because kindness is seeing people and and being seen. And Mm -hmm. I think that's part of that. It's like lifting that veil. This episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching.
0: From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, all the way to the We Just Hit a Million Orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a
1: $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer.
0: We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty.
1: So, you know, actually, let's just jump way ahead. You went from the subways to now you're in Finding Girl on Broadway. And I I want to pick your brain about that, obviously, and, and be respectful of your time. So starting out, can you just take us through how you booked that? Your audition process, if there was one, kind of what that was like.
0: Yeah, that was, uh, uh, what was, what was um, so I was filming, um, I was filming, we were filming for Manifest. Um, mm-hmm. So like all of my brain power was kind of going into you know my scenes and stuff like that because it's our final season so I knew the scripts were crazy I was like reading the script and I was like oh my goodness like (laughs) they got me doing this I was like oh and I'm like calling all my friends like y'all gonna go hate me y'all
2: gonna go
0: hate me Uh, um so all my energy was it was in that kind of direction and um you know I was self-taping for a couple different things but not you know, I wasn't really focused on it. Like I was like, all right, cool. If, if it happens, I got to, I don't even know if it can happen. I got to figure it out with my schedule. But, you know, my my team, we always do a good job of making sure that I'm, I'm everywhere at once, if I can be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Funny Girl was one of those shelf tapes that I have. And um, it was also around the time that we were uh, being, my cousin uh, Daniel Watts were preparing for um, the Tonys, because we were going to do a piece on the Tonys uh, called uh, What Does Your Silence Sound Like? um with uh along with choreographer sergio trulio and um
1: yeah, he's so a i'm brilliant like, artist yeah
0: i mean he's he's I, I was like i finally got to work with him i mean you know and i can't wait to work with him some more but i've just been a fan of his 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 work since he started doing work <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. in the space um i think since memphis i think that's when i was just like he really mm. popped up and i was just like oh he's he's not oh, a yeah. game like he he doesn't play around um <laughs> and uh so we were I was filming and then I was rehearsing for that. And then I had the self tape for um, for funny girl. And they were like, it's for the role of uh, Eddie Ryan. They were like, do you, do you want to tape for it? And I was like, Oh, that sounds cool. Because, you know, if Eddie Ryan, you know, historically wasn't African-American, there could be something really cool in terms of the layers that I could bring to that character. Um, and at least for the audition, you know what I mean? It would be fun to kind of bring some of my ideas to it. So yeah. I never go in any audition, you know, hoping to get a part or, or wanting to get a part. Like, I, you know, I'm, I've had so many doors closed in my face that I was like, okay, I'm not going to get my hopes up for anything like that. I'm just going to go in and have fun and really, you know, put some of my ideas to the test and make sure like in that particular session that, you know, I really get the most out of how i prepared. And that's what's most important for me. And that's what I actually Mm -hmm. love auditioning for that. Like it's, it's the challenge of meeting my my expectations first. Um, And uh, this was a self tape. So, you know, obviously those are, you know, that was easier so you know i, I got her did my thing and was having fun set up the blue background and just you know had the time of my life with the with the the dialogue and forgot about it after that back to filming back to rehearsal then got the call like as we're getting closer to doing the um tonys um i got the call to to come in um and and sing um who taught her everything she knows and, um, you know, at that point in time, I'm you know, I didn't even really realize who exactly was on the creative team. Um, so wow. as the days went on after my audition, you know, I started to see that my mentor, Ayadeli Cassell, was um, the tap choreographer of the show. Um, and then I saw that um, Eleanor Scott, who was, you know, her and I used to teach at Broadway Dance Center, um, mm-hmm. you know, years until we started doing choreography. You know, she was uh, the choreographer. Uh, Michael Mayer, who... You know, one of the first yeah. Broadway shows that I saw that when I really was like, I want to do this, was Thoroughly Modern Millie with sudden Foster. Like, even though that's not a oh, show yeah. that like you would think that would make me, would kind of tip the scale for me. When I saw that, I was just like, ah, man, yeah. it seems like that would be fun to be on that stage. It's and, like a know,
1: Broadway blockbuster.
0: Yeah, like it seems like it'd be fun. So, I'm, you know, I knew of his name from that. And then also Spring Awakening, which is one of my favorite shows as well. Awesome. And then Michael Rafter, who, you know, with Hinton Battle you know, performed on tour with Tap Dance Kid for, for years and years and years. And, you know, worked with Harold Nicholas, one of the Nicholas brothers who played mm. one of the roles in that show too. So I was just like, all right, cool. So this, this creative team is
1: stacked um, <laughs> along with the producers. So that so feels like, you, that oh, right. doesn't, cause some people, I think they would read that and be like, ah! You know oh, what I no, mean? I was, ready. I was ready. That's good, that's good. I was ready.
0: And it, you know, like for me, um, what was big about this particular project is that the first Broadway show that I did in 2013 after Midnight, I just came out and tap danced. Mm. and I you know I I was you know honored to come out and you know do the 11 o'clock number and stuff like that but I always was like man like I, you know, I can't wait for the opportunity where I can let people know that I do more than just tap dance and then doing a soldier's play two years ago at roundabout I was like oh man I'm just I'm just acting like oh man I want to I want I can't wait till I get in <laughs> a position where I can you know do all of the above so I can show people you know that I am a You know, I am a a descendant of all my idols who did everything under the sun. Not that Mm. I was taking those other projects for granted, but I was just like, you know, just checking the boxes. Like, all right, cool, first musical. Okay, first straight play. And then, you know, Funny Girl for me is, you know, what I would consider to be the first musical that, you know, has allowed me to flex all Mm. the areas of the genres that I'm passionate about, which is acting, singing, and dancing. So I was just like, oh man, when I heard all those names, I was just like, oh, let me show them that I do this stuff. Uh, you know i went in the room and i you know i had the time of my life beanie was actually reading with me wow on the day that i came in we had a good read um i had a, a good sing um and uh i always say i had a good sing. i had a good sing. um i had a good like sing. That. it's like and, a good swim um,
1: yeah good singing. yeah i
0: was like i had a good sing today y'all uh and um <laughs> i left and i left and i was like all right cool boom forgot about it you know what i mean <laughs> i was i was like all right cool like next week were the tonys so you know we were preparing with sergio yeah. Um, I was still filming at the same time, and you know, I hadn't heard anything. Um, actually, the Tonys were like maybe two and a half weeks later, so I hadn't heard anything um, wow. for two weeks after. That. So I was like, "All right, cool. Somebody, one of the homies, probably got it." You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I was like, "That's pretty cool." Like, whoever gets it, cool. Um, and usually, you know, I'll check in with my agents. Uh, you know, whenever I know that there could be a possible conflict, I'm like, "All right, cool. Well, you know, this is happening in the schedule." So let me know if there's anything I need to kind of hold off for, for that. And in the back of my mind, the only thing that was kind of swirling around that I didn't know about was, was Funny Girl. So, um, mm. you know, they were like, all right, cool. Well, there's some rumblings about things. And even if my name is kind of being, um, you know, thrown in the hat, they wouldn't tell me until anything is like secure. Just out of, you know, just out of, you know, not screwing with my brain while I'm trying to, you know, do everything under the sun.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So in my mind, I was like, all right, cool. Somebody else got it backstage at the Tony's. We're about to go on and Beanie, you know, gives me this big hug. And I'm like, oh, she remembered me from the audition. That's pretty cool. <sighs> and I was like, oh, I wonder if that means, you know, maybe she knows something. Maybe, you know, I got the part or maybe I didn't get the part. and She feels bad for me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe she's just, you know, being kind. Um, yeah. And so we do the Tonys and it has this big reaction that I don't think me or, you know, my cousin Daniel thought was going to have. Like we were just doing something that we were passionate about. We thought it was a good message about, you know, speaking up. And um, you know, fighting for others who might not have a um might not have a big voice. And it went overwhelming. So riding the high of the, the Tony performance. And then the next day I wake up and then we get the call and we got, I got the offer. And I was like, oh <laughs> I was like the next day, I was like, how about that? So um <laughs> I was like, I was like, I asked BD later, I was like, did you know? She was like, No, I didn't know anything at that point in time so it just kind of happened to where you know you know off of the high of, of being on the tonys and then the next day i wake up and i you know i had the i got the call from from my team and they were like yeah they, they want to offer you the part i was like oh God, that's pretty cool that's, um, that's how it came to be
1: <laughs> and then like flash forward you're nominated for a tony for your performance
0: oh yeah that that was that was bizarre I, you know what's funny is i in my mind i didn't i didn't take on the project for any like kind of recognition in that in that light like my sole excitement and purpose for this project was to show the industry that i did more than just tap dance mm. and uh you know to show them that i feel like i could be a vehicle for so many different you know projects so many different, different characters especially if it's a colorblind casting um you know i grew up i was like man i, I can be dick van dyke mm. i can be gene kelly I could be Burt from Mary Poppins. Like I can, you know what I mean? Uh, I, you know, why, yeah. why couldn't I? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean? It might have a different flavor on it, but um, you know, I could definitely, you know, be characters that you wouldn't normally think that an African-American young male could play.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and so- And you got had, Dick like, Van Dyke,
1: like, Dyke vibes too. Like you <laughs> like have that, like that fun, like rhythm, you know? I
0: love Dick Van
1: Dyke. I love him too.
0: I love too. him. So, uh, uh, you know what I mean? I, the, the project for me was just about introducing myself to the industry is more than just you know a, a dancer and then when all that stuff happened I was like oh crap I was like I didn't even you know I thought that might be like maybe another project down the road where you know what I mean maybe I, I got a little bit more of a bite out of the apple but I didn't I had no idea that you know people would um kind of gravitate towards Eddie Ryan in that way and I was so humble when mm-hmm. they did I was just like oh man this is it's like the dream that you didn't know, you know, was going to happen. Like you fell asleep and you were just like, I'm probably not going to have a dream today. And all of a sudden you have this magnificent dream
2: uh-huh. and you are just like,
0: oh, man, and you're just very, you know, thankful for the dream of what it's kind of given you um, and how it's you know, taught you so many things. Um, you know, one of the main things when I got that recognition is I was just like, I still have so much. Like, it was kind of obvious. I was like, I still have so much more to, 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 to do, so much more yeah. work to do. Like, that's why I was like, <laughs> this, this is not me feeling like, you know, I've, you know, you know, made this major accomplishment. Like, this is an indication that, you know, I have more work to do. I have, you know, i got to get better. I have, I have to evolve. I have, you know, I have so much more to, to, to achieve. And is, this only makes me want to do it at a faster pace, only mm. makes me want to make people even more proud. Um, it makes me want to, you know, open up doors for more people as well, too. So, you know, I kind of instantly went into to work mode as soon as all of that stuff started happening. And, um, yeah, I'm appreciative, uh, appreciative of it. But I was like, yeah, I got a lot of work to do, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this, is only, this is only the beginning for me. So wow. I, I, I'm, I'm thankful for it, but I'm going right back to the, to the lab and I'm going I'm to keep trying to, you know, work on some things that I want to get stronger at and, you know, become great at.
1: Well, listen, I can't imagine how much better you could possibly get. But I like that attitude and I like that you're going to keep working. And I also love that you you brought up Beanie because our sweet Beanie just departed Funny Girl. And I have heard and I'm hoping she comes on here that she is just one of the kindest people. So I would love to know if if you have any like stories about acts of kindness with her you can share from the run.
0: I mean, just that just hugging me, you know, backstage at the Tony's when we had only met through an audition. Mm. you know you know uh, a couple of weeks prior to that so she's i mean she's just i mean she might be one of the nicest people that i've ever met like in my entire life
2: mm.
0: and it's so genuine too like i you know it, she, it oh it, it's so hard to explain but it's like it it's really easy to play the role of being her best friend because you actually feel like she cares about you in you know, in the real world, so you know our connection and our relationship, um, you know, as her being Fanny Bryce and you know me being Eddie Ryan, like it—it it was a bond that like you know it superseded the, the stage, it superseded this the script. It—it it, it was like okay, cool, like I got your back, you got my six. And um, you know, one of my big things is I wanted the audience to really feel um, that we were down for each other, mm-hmm. um, and not just musical theater down for each other um because i've seen shows that you know had best friend characters in it and i was just like oh okay that's good work great work yeah you know, that's that's great work i didn't really feel like they were you know like yeah connect connected in that way and um you know ever since she gave me that hug backstage at the tonys you know in my mind i was like i made it a mission i was like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna hug her with 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 all of my lines mm. you know i'm gonna i'm gonna every day that i show up i'm gonna hug her with my my my, my dancing or'm I'm, I'm going to hug her with my singing, or I'm going to hug her with you know with 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 my scenes or my jokes or with the way I make the audience laugh. Everything that I do with Eddie Ryan is going to seem like a, a giant hug to Fannie Bryce and to you know Beanie um, uh, in the in, in the most ways that I possibly can. Like I'm just going to wrap my arms around her with you know, every intention that I have when I step in this theater. Um as mm. soon as I step in this theater. And even when I leave, you know what I mean? There were days where she, you know, she was out and, you know, you know, we would sh- the texts were hugs.
1: <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah. <laughs> that I was sending her. You know what I mean? The emojis were hugs. Like, you know, <laughs> the energy the energy was a hug. The phone calls were hugs. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, the kind of person she is. She's so nice that she makes you want to make sure that, you know, you're always there for her. Um in all the ways that you possibly can be um and uh you know she's like i said she's a stand-up person she's super strong uh-huh. uh i mean she's super duper strong um and she's she's been through a lot and you would never even know mm. like you would, you would you would you would never even know so um you know i think to see somebody that's battle tested in that way and is still able to be secure with themselves and lead with kindness like i mean that's I mean, I learned so much, you know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. I said, I still have a lot to to learn about the business and I, you know, I still have a lot to go through. You know, there's ups and downs for everybody and um, you really can see what somebody's made of by the way that they they handle those ups and those downs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can choose to be, you know, a victim or you can, you know, you can choose to use those ups and those downs to mm-hmm. fuel you um, in the direction you know, of your dreams even more. Um, and, uh, you know, she's, she's an example of somebody who's just like, she's had all the weight of the world on her since she's, you know, since she stepped into the industry, um, and she's handled it. You know, she's a movie star. She's a Broadway star. She's a, you know, she's a, she's a star. She's handled it in some of the most stand up ways that I've ever seen anybody handle anything. So I'm just like, man, I just, I learned how she deals with strength and, you know, and how she puts out kindness. And I'm just like, I've, I've learned so much from Beanie Feldstein and I will continue to learn from her. And, um, you know, I hope we all can kind of learn from, you know, how strong of a person um, she is and she'll continue to be.
1: Mm. Now, I'm smiling so much that I think my cheeks are going to pop off because <laughs> you guys ha- did have such like this beautiful electricity on stage and I loved watching her. And I think, you know, like what you said, she seems to have just led with grace throughout this whole run. Not that I was there. I mean, I was, I was backstage peeking in. No, and I I just think just with everything and all the attention she brought to the show, which was great for Broadway, but then she just kept such a graceful through line and and I really respect that. So that's awesome to hear. I also would love to hear, I'm a sucker for like a good Broadway mishap story,
2: even though (laughs) like,
1: you know, 2020 to 2022, it's all, this is all one big mishap for our planet. It's all fuzzy, it's all fuzzy. It's it's all a little fuzzy, (laughs) but I just, I feel like they tend to really show the good ones how kind people are because they kind of step in and, and fill up the gaps. So do you have any like funny things that happened on stage? That funny girl?
2: <laughs> oh.
0: Um, well, I mean, there's all I mean, there's always there's always bizarre things happening on stage. Um, I mean, particularly like, you know, what stands out is just Jane Lynch, and she's Jane Lynch. Like, <laughs> Jane is like, oh man, she's so funny. She is so funny. So I mean, just oh, just last night, um, We had like a a set malfunction um, during our number who taught, actually. Well, actually, during before the scene even started, like I'm supposed to come out on stage on this table playing cards, and the table just didn't come out. So I made the executive decision just to walk out and do my lines Mm. without the table. And that that scene is one of the toughest scenes because if anything goes wrong, we all start laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if the slightest thing happens, like, we all start laughing.
2: And oh, I usually, love that.
0: It's usually charged by, by Jane because, you know, it's just no holds barred with, with Jane. Like as soon as she goes and she can riff on it and it's just like,
1: oh my just, goodness. She's,
0: such a, she's such a pro and she's so funny. And she's just, yeah. she's,
1: she's, she's a legend. She's Jane Lynch. The giggles are like a pandemic in the entertainment industry, I think. Because oh, once man. they start, it can waste God. a lot, especially during TV film shoots. It can waste it's a lot of time and money. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard.
0: It's hard, but it's, it's the best kind of hard ever, like, in terms of, yeah. just, you
1: know, man, I get to come to work and do this
0: every day. Yeah. Um, so the set <laughs> malfunction, and we're doing the number, and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, you know, the set is not moving. And um, so while we're doing the number, like, Jane is kind of like, she makes the executive decision to kind of alter, you know, the movement a little bit because she's, you know, she doesn't know what the donut is going to do, if it's going to rotate. Like, we don't know what's going on. And so she just kind of like, she kind of remixes the the number a little bit. I I stay to the the ground plan (laughs) of the choreography. But it was just funny because like, you know, like we're so connected in that way to where she can be thinking something completely different than me at that point in time and we can still make it work. And it (laughs) did work. And then we finished the number. We were just kind of like, ah, (laughs) (laughs) is the set going to move? What what, what is the rest of the show going to do? So it was just like that was our last night was our the first time we ever had to like pause the show for a little bit to figure Mm. out the set. And we did that and we still finished on time, which is crazy. Like we didn't, um, we didn't lose any time. We didn't go over. We still got the, you know, we still got the entire show in. um, And it was actually under what we normally do. So I don't know, you know, shout outs to the the crew backstage, stage management, um, you know, and everybody that's a part of Funny Girl, because, you know, and we can take a licking and we keep on ticking no matter what. And we do it with joy and we do it with laughter too. So it was I love just, that. It was great. So uh, That's that was so probably impressive. the most recent thing that happened to the show that was kind of like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing tonight. Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> it's like when you're on a Zoom and something like freezes or somebody mutes themselves or whatever, it brings you back to the present moment. And I think the audience is so excited because they feel like they're a part of something special. And now you, you and all those hundreds of people have a shared experience, you know? And so I, I love those moments and I think that's super cool. And I yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I wish you and I were having a longer moment together, but I know I gotta let you go soon. But before you go, I would love if you could quickly play a surprise game with me. Yes, let's do it. Okay. It's called I need to get like music or something to, to build that up more. It's called <laughs> the compliment. A surprise game. <laughs> The compliment game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay, let me get the rights to that. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. It's the compliment game on the A-O-K. It's the
2: compliment. Compliment compliment
1: Game. game. You have not received enough compliments from me already. So basically, I reached out to someone in your life to get a compliment or kind of a statement of what they love about you. I have it here, I'm gonna read it to you and then you just have to guess who said it.
0: Oh, oh, oh gosh, it's gonna be crazy. Okay,
1: and I'm guessing a lot of people love you, I hope. I mean, I know a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of fans love you, but basically people freak out if there's no rules. So we'll say you can ask yes or no questions and then we'll give you three guesses. I, I don't know, I don't really, okay. you know, I don't, I don't know either. anything, but I'm sure you'll be good, okay. <laughs> I, I had them, there's a little bit of a hint in here, so I, I think you'll get it. Okay. I mean, yeah, you're, oh, you're going to it. okay. I've known Jared since he was 14 years old. What was true then about his approach to tap dance and performance? I Iod- clearly. You do? Oh, Iod- yes. I, I thought you said, <laughs> I know it. Iodeli. It is, it's Iodeli Cassell. <laughs> 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 you're the first person to get it after, like, a sentence.
2: Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, you win free tickets <laughs> to funny girl
1: what if i just had someone like burst into your apartment with like a washing yeah. machine or like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the <game> <laughs> new tap shoes oh. <laughs> Do you want to hear the rest of it i'll read i'll read you the rest yeah, yeah, okay yeah. she said what was true then about his approach to tap dance and performance that clearly has only gotten stronger with time is his commitment to lead with joy in all he does I have only known him to lead with optimism, joy, and a commitment to make most of himself. That is a very inspiring approach to life
0: oh, man. yeah she's one of the few mentors that I've, I've actually worked with in the the theater like the Broadway space that I've known since I was 14 Th- That's so that special. young so I, I came I would drive back and forth to New York to take her class, just to take her class. Wow. Um, so you know what I mean, like this a a large part of me being interested in funny girl in the beginning before I was a part of it was, you know, I was so excited that she was getting this opportunity because she's been around and she's she's one of the goats, she's one of the greatest tap dancers of all time. Mm. Um and it's like to see her, you know, get into this space and be recognized for her genius, um, is was like, oh, like I'm I'm definitely gonna show up, you mm. know. For her, like I, you know, even if I didn't get the part, I was like, I'm definitely gonna show up, you know, for her. And 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 you know, before that, I hadn't seen her in a in a while. So um, before Funny Girl, it'd been years since we'd actually been in the same you know room together because our you know paths were just you know she was off doing great things in 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 her spaces and I was off doing things in, in in my spaces and we just our paths hadn't crossed in years. Um, but we you know we kept up on social media and stuff like that and kept up through you know our, our various circles of friends and you know lo and behold all those classes when I was 14 like it was full circle you know getting the part of Eddie Ryan it was like oh man I get to get in class again i was like I'm back yeah. in class <laughs> that's exactly what it felt like it's like I'm back in class still feels like that so anytime I'm around her I still you know mm-hmm. I go to student mode instantly and you um, know I'm, I'm open and you know thirsty for everything that she has to offer as an artist Mm. um and just as a as a great person. And you know, things like that give me joy. (laughs) You know, that's that's why I'm able to kind of go out on stage is because when I'm inspired by, you know, the people around me, I just sit back, I open up my notebook, pull out my pencil, and I just take notes. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm really, I'm really good at, you know, taking those notes. And breathing them out, you know, onto stage or, you know, into a microphone or, or through the dialogue mm. or through through movement. Um, so, you know, I, I'm a d- direct reflection of all the great people um, around me. Mm. And that's why I'm able to, you know, really smile and really pass on that joy that I that I get from them, because, you know, the joy comes from learning. It comes from evolving and getting better because I know that, you know, that's what they want for me. Um, and so that's my job to receive that and then give that to somebody else in the best way that I possibly can.
1: A great reflection. You're a poet. Although I would say you're a beautiful, <laughs> you are a beautiful reflection of your <laughs> love's uh, <laughs> affection.
2: <laughs> right.
1: That's my only note.
0: We can we, we go there. Or we can go to Mulan. No, nope, listen.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. When I mean, when will
1: your reflection um, show, you know? <laughs> who you are inside, but I, I, uh, I love that. And I love that mutual love and respect. And I also just love when really good people succeed and get acclaim and praise. So I love that for you. Thank you. If you have time really quick, we are going to have your friend Julie Banco on here. So I would love if you have like a compliment to leave her, you can be part of the surprise game. If you're down, if not, you can take time. You can email me that another time or your
2: team.
0: I I can take right now. Okay, tell me. So, my nickname for Julie is busy. <laughs> busy. So that's that's first and foremost. I mean, that might be a dead giveaway. You might put that toward the latter part of the thing, but um, yeah, it's just it's for me. You know, with, with Julie, is it's, it's call it biz, busy, busy I Always call it banco banks. You know, mm-hmm. I got all these nicknames for um, because uh, you know she's a fellow musician. So. Um, and I told her parents this, too. I was just like, I'm just enamored by the fact that you know she was this you know this prodigy um and then went back to school to get her masters, yeah, <laughs> and then went back to school like I have so much profound respect for somebody who's that elite at what they do, and they have the audacity to go back to school and get more right <laughs> and, get, and get even more elite <laughs> and um you know, uh, you know, I grew up you know performing and being you know. Mentored by a lot of musicians, um, you know, Whitney Marsalis being, um, you know, a key figure in my life uh, since I was about 20, 21 years old. Um, and, uh, you know, I learned so much from them, him and, you know, from his counterparts. And, um, you know, I, I gravitate towards people who are musicians. And she's a, she's a musician. Mm. See, her, her voice is like she's a musician. And you know to be able to be on stage with somebody like that, that's how you know her and i you know re, you know relate like we relate through being you know musicians and um you know i just she's i'm just she's a pro yeah. <laughs> like she's she's a pro i mean her her strength um and her attention to detail and her um her passion uh to the craft of everything that she does is just it's on a level that it's just, it's a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. And then she does it with like these, like you could just see it in her eyes too. Like it's, there's just such a conviction. There's such a a, a groundedness. There's such a, you know, purpose mm. with everything she does. And it, it's, it's I, you know, I look into her eyes every night as Eddie Ryan. I'm just like, I see exactly, I see exactly what you're feeling. Mm. I know exactly what your intentions are, you know, in, on this particular day in this particular scene. Um, and she just drives it like she drives it like it's just a relentless and resilient driving of what she loves in the craft. And it she steers the ship in such a strong and epic way that it's just like, oh, and to know that she's a musician doing that, too, you know, because I have the, the a soft spot in my heart for anybody that is a musician and obsessed yeah. with music. To the degree that she is her and her husband. Um, you know what I mean? It's just it brings me so much joy to share the stage with somebody like that that attacks the arts through that, you know, from that perspective. And so sometimes like I'll see her and I'll just be like, busy. <laughs> <laughs> what we what we talk about, Banco? What we talk busy about. Banco? You know what I'm <laughs> So like, and that's just me like just, you know, sometimes I just shout out her nickname in so many different ways because that's musically, you know, what my instrument gets excited mm. about whenever I see her. So yeah. it may it like it seems like I'm I'm goofing around with her and I'm you know, but there's so much musical energy in me saying busy, or mm. banks, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, like it's like I'm constantly giving her that because you know I know that she understands me musically as well too, um, mm. from being a musician. So it's just like that's kind of like our relationship is just like ah, like if we were in the back of of a music class together, like I'd be cheating on her test. Be like, you <laughs> I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I got it. No, I studied, but I'm just trying to see what you talk about. I'm trying to see what you talk about today. Just check <laughs> you in your quality
1: said? of paper, what yeah. the weight of the paper is, your pencil, is it sharpened? No, that's, yeah. a, she's incredible. That's the level
0: of trust. That's the level of mm. trust I have in her just because yeah. she is that type of disciplined, you know, musical artist. Like I trust her with everything that, you know, everything that I have. Um, and it's to the tune where I'm, you know, I'm just like, yeah, cool. Like, I feel like I've known her forever. Like, I feel like we grew up in musical class together or, yeah. you know, I feel like we we started playing instruments together. That's just how I feel, you know, about yeah. her journey and her discipline, you know, towards becoming, you know, greatness in what she loves to do. You know, that's kind of like, you know, even though we different paths, you know, my journey is similar in terms of my pursuit yeah. to, you know, artistic and, you know, musical excellence. Um, the journey never stops, but, you know, just to see somebody still on that journey, yeah. and willing to go back to get, you know, more knowledge in that way. I'm just like, it mm. just fuels, it fuels me. And I, I get super excited when I'm around her to the tune of, you know, like I said, saying her nickname in so many different ways. Yes, I
1: love that. <laughs> I can tell and I can feel that. And and I think it's well-placed trust. And actually, my fiance did grow up with her. So we know her dad and her sister and the family. And just to see, yeah, just to see her succeed is is really incredible and touching because we don't often get these like i hate to be like underdog but it kind of is an underdog story on broadway where we're seeing the stand by now star and get all this attention and it's just yeah. it's so cool
0: you know she works i watched her work I mean, i told her parents this too i mean her parents and her family are the sweetest um yeah. and I, I watched like when we were at open jar pre- preparing for the show rehearsing mm. i mean i saw her in the corner going at it she was like. I mean, when I tell you that work ethic that she was putting forth to like getting everything and, you know, getting the choreography and, you know, even like I know tap is not her her strong point, but I saw her working her behind off mm. um, day in and day out on rat a tat tat and just, you know, choreography and stuff like that, that she knew that she, you know, had to, you know, deliver in the show. And I was just like, oh, she, she's unapologetic about the way that mm. she, you know, she dives in you know she's not you know she's she doesn't give two cents about you know (laughs) being the person in the corner looking at the wall and just going over things just you know she was just ah she was just uh, in attack mode and she was in constant pursuit of greatness that early on in the rehearsal process even though things were changing and doing all that stuff and I was just like I I admired her work ethic um from day one for that um and it's like you know her getting this opportunity for like, it's like you, you brought up underdog. It's like, I've never thought about her as being an, un, an underdog. Yeah, it's, it's not like a right.
1: <laughs> I know I was struggling with the category because it's not, I think for me, it's just like swings and understudies and I hate to even say under, I say wonder studies because I just yeah, feel that, like yeah, it, yeah
2: isn't like, one, it,
1: it is an underdog thing in, in our industry where now we, they finally started to get the attention they deserve. So it
0: makes so much sense to me. Like it just made you like, know? you know, it made like her getting the opportunity. i was like, yeah, that makes sense like it, yeah like I, I was never like yay geez. yeah i was like no that makes that makes perfect sense like she yeah you know she's equipped like she does this like oh you yeah know, she like she does this like yeah. she, she doesn't do it like she does this she like, does
2: you know? <laughs> well <laughs> so. listen
1: so do you 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 do it all and i would love if you could just end our time together by sharing a kindness tip or or a wellness tip that you think listeners can take with them and incorporate into their day. So something kind of tangible, if you can, more so like, you know, smile at people on the street or kind of something people can do to just make the world a little bit brighter.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, to me, the number one way to really, you know, deliver kindness is, is just by giving. Give. Mm. Just give.
1: I think it's powerful just like that.
0: Yeah. Just give. just give, give, Well, you know, this just the our, our world is about taking, first and foremost. Mm. But if you can, you know, if you can find the strength to just give, you know what I mean. Sometimes you mm. can really ch- you can change somebody's life in that way. Mm. And there's many different ways to give. You know what I mean? There's no one way to give, but to start by just giving and not being afraid to give, um, <clears throat> allowing yourself to to surrender to giving, being vulnerable to giving um becomes because sometimes giving can compromise you know your position but Mm. you have to be willing to make that sacrifice and if you're willing to to make those sacrifices you know then somewhere down the road or in some way shape or form you'll get everything that you want in life but you got to start by giving it doesn't start by taking and i think a lot sometimes we're being taught to take in this world which is beyond me but like you can find it you know what i mean in your in your heart of hearts to just give wake up give you know what i mean get on the phone give pick up the pick up the text give you know what i'm saying like if you can find you know if you can find the strength to do that the courage to do that um then yeah that's how we can really start spreading kindness at, (laughs) at, at a as rapid as the pandemic. Uh, right? you know yeah, yeah. Make a kindness go viral. Yeah, make a kindness go yeah. viral. That needs, kindness needs to be the new pandemic. So, it oh. does,
1: seriously. <laughs> well, I just think I thought of the name for your book, The Courage to Give by Jared Grimes.
0: <laughs> hey, 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 bestseller listen
1: just thank me in the in the back you could just put my name really tiny no i I think that's just kidding i'm not going to take that i think that's so true and it kind of brings our conversation full circle because like we talked about in the beginning you get so much by giving and it's not why you should give but the gag is you get in return like you get what you Mm -hmm. give and Mm -hmm. whether that's a feeling or a friendship or gratitude or something physical it always comes back to you. So the fact that some people just don't put it out there and that we don't value that is tough. But I like to think that we're making strides and thankfully we have awesome role models like you in our industry to now look up to. So thank <laughs> you for being you, my friend. And I so thank appreciate you. your time today. This was awesome.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me a part of this. Of course. Thank you so much. And I'll tell everybody, I'll, I'll spread the word. Woo! We'll spread it plan to see oh yeah i would
1: love that those those uh (laughs) those social shares you know they always help yeah (laughs) yeah but break a leg this weekend
0: thank you so much thank you have a great one
1: and now it's time for your kindness tip of the week And sticking with the theme of funny girl, today's kindness tip is what i think beats at the core of the show. Follow your dreams. <laughs> could i get any more cliche? Yes, believe it or not, i actually could, but you don't want me to, so i won't. I'll, I'll calm down. As a fellow dreamer, i tip my hat. Actually, i'm not wearing a hat if i'm being fully honest. To all of the people who dream out there, which is honestly everyone, i like to think, right? It's just not all people with dreams have the courage or the urge to actually follow them. Or the privilege, I should say. And you know why I think that is in a lot of cases? I think it's because our society in many ways says that in order to follow your dreams, your dream has to be your entire life. Well, that might work for some people. But I also think we can find a balance. So, do something today that inches you closer to your dream in some way, shape, or form but balance that out by also pouring love into the people around you that lift you up. For example, I'm going to try to do this today by singing at my friend Michaela Patrilla's cabaret show Shout Out What What at Rockwood Music Hall in New York City tonight. Well, it will have been last night for you listeners, but I'm also going to spend time with my fiance Cassie, who you know and love, and some friends beforehand. I guess the moral of this long-winded story is that kindness is following your dreams in a way that doesn't unfollow your reality. My reality is that I love and am so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Art of Kindness podcast. We will be back very soon. In the meantime, please spread the word, do something kind for someone, and of course, do something kind for yourself. Remember, everything's gonna be a-okay.